one week off of being host and fucks yeah. it up. Uh, all right. Take hey, two. Well, take two. Hey, welcome to the Good Game Report podcast. Today you are joined by me, your host, GG Nelly, the 49% owner of Chiquita Banana Stocks, GG underscore Mr. Zombie, White Claw Enthusiast, Uncle Stav, no longer uncle, and the internet sensation himself, Purple Fox. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Very good. Very good. About half a bottle of wine in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as I start talking about Super Monkey Ball, things gone. It's going to be drained. Nelly, yeah. how are you doing? You always ask us how we're doing, but you know, I don't think you get enough credit for how you're doing. So, how are you doing? Yeah. I I'm doing Wait, How are you? I'm doing pretty <laughs> good. Uh down in some Trulies. Uh, and then gonna head back up to Plim City. Uh, Is that a real just, city? You should just get no, rid of the Trulies. I was gonna say, yeah. scale one to ten, how are Trulies compared to White Claws? Never had them. Probably like a negative two. <laughs> uh, so like, don't think of it like uh, like scale of one to ten. Like, if you're familiar with D and D, think of it as like lawful good compared to like chaotic evil, which is White Claw. <laughs> um. <laughs> And that, that's basically where truly stand. Uh, so it's, it's just a, truly terrible. It's truly amazing. <laughs> Pineapple flavor? Let's go. <laughs> this conversation is not good. It started with monkey ball, so you should have known that it wasn't going to be good. Yeah, I should have stayed out. I should have just Everything. stayed away. Everything starts with monkey ball. Let's be honest here. So uh, today, as I said, we're joined by special guest Purple Fox. How, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Who are you? <laughs> who are you and how did you get here? Uh, yeah, I got invited through Discord. That's how I got here. Who um, was it? Was it Craig? Because have... <laughs> yeah, I think Craig invited me. <laughs> that son of a bitch, inviting <laughs> random people. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for having me here, Stav. I, I was the my man's that we got in contact with and uh, you know linked up and uh, yeah, so I'm here with you guys, having a great time so far. <laughs> I got. So I first found him doing push-ups on his on his Twitch stream, and I was like, "All right, I, you just got ten more minutes out of me." And then, <laughs> and we started talking about like Bigfoot and sports and stuff like that. So Bigfoot uh, plays sports now. It's uh, it's been a connection ever since. So thank, thanks for coming on, Perp. Oh, thank you. Would love to have been there for that Bigfoot conversation, but <laughs> and how uh, it segued will... into sports. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Talking about sports. What? Sasquatch. (laughs) (laughs) Talking. I don't even know how to segue this. So we're going to be talking about uh, Star Wars' collaboration with Fortnite. Uh, Lots of Star Wars news coming out recently, actually. Uh, The new Red Dead DLC. uh, Aim assist on controllers. And uh, we are going to be hitting on Death Stranding. And possibly if there's extra time left at the end, a holiday wish list of games. Uh, so, yeah, stop. Actually, last night you were playing with the uh, Stormtrooper skin there in Fortnite. How's that, how's that been going for you? Uh, it hasn't got me any wins. I thought that might help my, uh, my win counter go up, but uh, nope. Still terrible at the game, um, but at least I have a pretty sweet outfit that I'm rocking now. If anything Star Wars related comes out, I'm probably buy it, so um, I was kind of forced to do it just because I love Star Wars. Epic take my money. So have you... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, like, I feel like I've been missing out on Star Wars games since, like, mm, I don't know, maybe, like, the PlayStation 2 era. Like, maybe even before that, because I can't, I can't even recall playing any Star Wars games on PlayStation 2. Um, but Star I remember... I don't know. I don't know if I ever played that. I was a bit. I was big on uh, this game for PlayStation One called Star Wars Jedi Power Battles. I don't know if that rings a bell for anybody. Um, Never heard of it. It's super good. Okay, you gotta check it out. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, the last uh, Star Wars games. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't even play as a Jedi in the last couple ones, if I remember correctly. Like the ones before that was like the Force Awakens, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, other than Battlefront, but that doesn't have a story; it's just multiplayer. Um, there a Force Awakens game? Yeah, the Force Awakens, both one and two. Uh, the Force Awakens Unleashed, I think it was called. 
I own both of them. Uh, they were fun games and all, but like nothing drew me into the the canon, if you will. Um, basically, Unleashed or um, The Force Awakens took place as basically you were like Darth Vader's apprentice who then like escapes and yada yada yada. I oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I need to correct a few things here. Uh, so you're talking about Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Uh, the Force Awakens is the movie. Great movie. Uh, yes. And oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I actually thought those games were phenomenal, but I will not. They're really fun and all, but like it didn't drag me in, and like, I, I haven't felt compelled by many Star Wars games. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just my own, my own experience, but like I feel like I played more Star Wars games on the older generation consoles, like even, even Super Nintendo, like the Star Wars game on there. Um, PlayStation 1 had quite a few. Jedi Power Battles was super fun. It was you basically got to choose between a bunch of different Jedis and you uh it was multiplayer splits uh same screen I think. I don't you remember. Forget but... about Lego Star Wars though. Lego Star Wars is in a category of its own. That's a good point. Um the Lego Star Wars series, I mean the Lego series in general is kind of in a category of its own. That's true. Um but yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited about this new Star Wars game that just came out. Um I I don't know what the community's consensus is so far. Um, I hear the campaign is not that crazy um, in depth, but I hear the replayability is really good because of the way the skill tree works. So I don't know. Just like uh, the the reason I own many video games is because sometimes you feel like being a Jedi and you want to load up a game <laughs> and just use some powers, you know, like sometimes I want to be a military shooter guy in World War II. And so I boot up Battlefield like, you know, it's like I just you know want to experience those things. Um, but I'm excited to hear some more community uh, feedback on this new game because um, it looks great. And then the actor who plays uh, the main character, whose name escapes me, um, I think that has a lot of a, a lot of buzz around it too. I forget that that guy's name, but he was on Shameless and he was also on uh, Gotham. He played um, the Joker on Gotham. Oh, um, yeah, it's it's that guy. It's that it, you know, and that's funny. Because uh, then we've got a couple games with some celebrity uh, actors in it that we'll talk about later. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, most of the community will agree that we're just looking for a remake of Star Wars Super Bombad Racing. Uh, <laughs> which the really was, cool. yeah, it, it was the peak of uh, any Star Wars game. <laughs> but yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, Have you guys watched much of the, uh, since it, since it released on Twitch at all? I've only watched a little bit. I've, I've, I basically have only seen the beginning of the game several times because, like, I was I was switching off between streamers and like yeah. they were all starting over. Like, <laughs> they all just so happened to start the game as I switched. Um, but it, like I said, it looks really fun. Uh, a lot of the the general consensus on the internets uh, right now is people are shocked that it's an EA game because <laughs> it looks so good. Because it because it's good and like it launched with no issues and so far people are like EA made this are you sure? Because you didn't have to pay extra for the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, I've had a, I've had a blast watching it and I think a lot of the uh, streamers that I, I was watching Dakotas play it and I was watching Doctor Disrespect play it when it first came out and they're they're really getting into it. Um, I think DK is going to play all day tomorrow. Uh, he was just kind of starting up today. It, it like like you said, zombie. It looks great. Like it's a very clean looking game. Um, it looks like like running around is a little finicky, which is uh, something that both Doctor Disrespect and Dakotas both said. Um, but I'm kind of interested in getting it, um, and I don't know why because I'll probably just play for eight hours and go back to Fortnite. But um, I, yeah. I, I I think it's a thumbs up for me. That's how uh, I feel. Also, is like. I don't I don't know if I should get it or not. I mean, there's been so we we talked about this a couple episodes that we're in the quarter of the empty wall. But like so like I already got Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh I still haven't gotten the Outer Worlds, but it's on my wish list. Bought some other games, but I, like I don't know if there's enough replayability for me to want to spend $60 on this new Star Wars game. Mm -hmm. But with that said, uh it is apparently available through Origin Access, which is their uh their like premium subscription service so if you want to like I, i'm probably going to do this is i'm probably just going to subscribe to that i think it's like 15 bucks a month or less than that i don't really remember um but i'd rather do that because i feel like i'll knock it out in less than a month for sure and then it'll be worth it but 
for those true diehard uh, Star Wars fans that just can't wait or just know they need to add this to their collection. Um, they're they're the ones that are out there buying this right now. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely buying it. Uh, I, I've decided I'm going to make this last month of college the most Star Wars thing <laughs> ever. Because uh, not only do I have the Mandalorian, still need to watch, uh, but there's this new Star Wars game, the Mandalorian, and on top of that, the day after I graduate, the new Star Wars movie comes out. So, yeah, it's going to be the most Star Wars, you know, month of my life. I gotta get on the Star Wars bandwagon. I have watched the old ones, one and two, and that is it. Oh, you have you haven't even completed the original trilogy? Nope. You know, it's only been like what, like going on fifty years or something. (laughs) I just never, never did. I never did. I don't know why either. It's not like I'm anti Star Wars or anything like that. I just never have, never got around to it. You know, that's fair, you know, because you know what, you know, what's like that for me, Doctor Who, like Mm. I'm big nerd, nerd, big into sci-fi, big into uh, stuff like that. And I've never watched Doctor Who. I've I've watched episodes here and there. It just didn't catch my fancy. And it's just uh, one of those things. So I feel you on that, like where it's just like, yeah, I have no reason not to do it. I just can't tell you why it hasn't happened. Exactly. (laughs) I I don't think Nelly's going to be happy with you, Fox, for the rest of the episode. Hey, I'm wow. I'm willing to get I want to get Disney Plus actually to watch the Star Wars. So like since Disney Plus is coming out with a little Star Wars things that's going on, I actually have already convinced my girlfriend to buy it for me. So oh. I can use her account so then nice. I can watch the Star Wars. So I kind of got the in now. That's oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no. it's, it's so nice that you're going to give us all the logins too. That's so sick. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All the listeners right now, if you want access to uh, Purple Fox's uh, Disney Plus account, you have to leave a review and uh, subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> All you have to do is follow him on Twitch and subscribe. Not a bad play there, Fox. <laughs> Savage. Uh, we got way off track there. Uh, what are we talking about? We were talking about Star Wars, then it turned into piracy, which is kind of the same uh, thing. Space pirates? Uh, yeah, Internet sure. pirates. I don't know. This is the best part of the podcast. This is the part that people love the most. But uh, yeah, no. So, I mean, as you mentioned, you know, that had some pretty big name actors in it. And I've been hearing great things about the uh, new Star Wars game. A game that I have not been hearing great things about uh, that also has big name actor is Death Stranding. Yeah. Uh, and I'll take the point on this. Uh, so let me be the first to declare on this podcast. Fuck Death Stranding. Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. Nelly doesn't use profanity. I don't. It, it, I regret every single cent that I like put into this game. Uh, it is boring. It's, <laughs> it's visually beautiful. I'll give him that. Visually beautiful. And, you know, I think Norman Reed is a great actor. Uh, and... For the little parts of the plot that you get, it amazing like story idea, but it took me like ten fucking hours to get to like one fight. <laughs> like I, I, honestly, it, it's so bad, and it's like if I had to describe like how the world looked, imagine if you were trying to cross like the forehead of a kid with acne. It's just all bumps. Like there's <laughs> nothing, no flat. Uh, it's 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 not. Don't 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 buy this game. This is my <laughs> my tip to you, the GD community. Uh, I went into it with high hopes. I was super disappointed, uh, and it's just so bad. Wow, I think that's the first time that we've like. Um, I don't think we've ever unendorsed a game like. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly is clearly clearly triggered by this uh this game uh and has now officially <laughs> told people not to buy it uh which is saying something right there. Um if I may, um I'm going to kind of be a dick here Nelly, but first and foremost, shame on you for even buying it in the first place. Uh, shame on you. <laughs> the second the second I saw Norman Reedus's face in a fucking video game and the way they've been advertising it, I'm like, yeah, this is just a cash grab. I'm like, they just want Norman Reedus's face there and like 
the the trailers and all and all the commercials have all been this like epic episodic like you know he's got a baby in his hand and that's the future crap and i'm just like yeah mm, i don't know this is just some thrown together crap because let's be honest who here raise your hand if you have even heard of this game before you started seeing it on tv because i didn't <laughs> just came i out did actually uh, I did. I heard about it from the E3 release. But, okay. So, let me, for those of you that don't know anything about this game, let me break down the plot for you. Uh, hold on. I even wrote this out so I could have it in front of me. <laughs> oh, wow. He has prepared was, statement. This is a manifesto uh, right here. I was, uh, I was preparing for this. Uh, and I, I might post this up on the Good Game Report website or Something We're just good. gonna clip this part. This is the part that's gonna get clipped for the for the Instagram promos. So <laughs> give it your all. Rage out. Yeah. So, uh, whew, if this ever loads, because I am like, oh, damn. Uh, so I already, you already blew it. Death, that that word death, file is so long it can't load. <laughs> death Stranding. Tasked with saving mankind, Sam Bridges uh, must travel across post-apocalyptic U.S., surviving unspeakable enemies uh, to ensure the continent, uh, the continuation of the human race. While this sounds like an epic quest given to a player, what it should read is Daryl from AMC's The Walking Dead hangs up his crossbow and gets a job with FedEx, delivering packages with an unborn sidekick to save America. American flag waves and eagles screech in the background. This is... The dumbest game ever. Like, uh, okay, we're moving on. Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> this is how this is how Stav feels about every time we ask or talk about Super Monkey Ball. Like the stupidest game ever. <laughs> Dude, not even Super Monkey Ball could have saved this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is. But I, I got a little heated there. Death Stranding. Not a great purchase. Watch someone stream it. Do something like that. By the way, I am still streaming it. Uh, <laughs> still playing it, but it's terrible. I hate it. I hate it. Don't buy it, but I'm going to stream it and come watch me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, let's talk about Red Dead. <laughs> Zombie, you had some strong thoughts about that one. Yeah, so Red Dead Redemption 2 has finally launched on PC. And to preface this a little bit, um, I loved Red Dead Redemption 1. I thought it was fantastic. I've never had more fun uh, being a prospecting cowboy uh, in the Old West and riding a horse. Um, it's tons of fun. With Red Dead Redemption 2, so far, and, and like full disclosure, I maybe have 10 hours into it right now, um, I'm not as drawn in yet by the story as I was with 1. Um, and secondly... This game tends to put me to sleep faster than any ASMR streamer I've ever seen. And the reason being is because the backtracking and the audio for the game is just very melancholy. You're riding a horse, so you hear like the, the hoofs galloping. And every so often your character might say something random. But other than that, you got to travel across country on a horseback. And I've woken up at my computer desk more times playing this game than I have almost any other game. And it's not because like the game itself is boring. It's just a very relaxing um, ride, and you often have to ride across country uh, to get to the next mission. Uh, but so far, thoroughly enjoying it. And I, again, I am I'm enjoying it, but I'm not. I don't know if I like it better than number one yet. If I'm being honest. Um, and then I know the the big thing here that people are anticipating and waiting on is this this uh, DLC that is apparently. Uh, coming out for the single player mode, uh, which for mo for most of the feedback that I've seen online, um, it's torn between Rockstar saying that they have no plans for single player DLC, but the community wants the single player DLC, and it says that they're uh, according to VG247.com uh, that they're 100 focused on the online right now, uh, which makes sense because. In my mind, I went on the online for a quick minute, maybe about an hour or two of gameplay. Um, but as you might have seen all the gaming memes before about how Red Dead Online works, is it's just pretty much griefing and trolling 
people <laughs> lassoing you and just, like every time you get near another person that's a real person it's like you got to be on your toes like nobody seems so far nobody wants to play together there's some like matchmaking stuff like that it puts you in automatically if you choose to do some um some matchmaking modes but in the general free roam um I, it does seem like it needs a little bit of work and again that's coming from only two hours of me playing it and that's because i wasn't drawn in to continue playing it like i was it basically just felt like the story mode but with assholes in it because <laughs> the griefers are there so I would, I would i'll finish the story mode and then maybe we'll do an, an update on the uh uh red dead 2 um my my overall synopsis on it but everybody, because the game, people have to remember, it just released on PC, but it's been out for a year already, and there has been no story DLC uh, to come out yet. And I feel like this is going to just be Grand Theft Auto V all over again, where there, as far as I remember, there was never any DLC for the story. It was just all focusing on the online community. I can't, I can't stand this game. <laughs> I, I don't know why I was really excited when I bought it, and I played for about six, seven hours. And I was just like, I don't want to play this game ever again. I had zero interest in playing the game. I agree with you. There, was, there wasn't anything to draw you back to it. I can't say that I hated the game, but I definitely was looking forward to it. And like when I played, like I had a good time, but there was nothing to ever draw you back to it. I, I the from mission to mission, taking the horse to like get there and it just taking five minutes to get to the next thing. I was so out on it. I was just like, get off me. I don't want to deal with this. Right. Um, it was just like, if you want to play maybe like offline, sure. Do it on your own time offline. But uh, like I was streaming it and I was having such a hard time streaming it. It, uh, it just wasn't exciting for me. What do you think they could add to it? I feel like it's designed that way, like, so that you do the other stuff that you should be doing, like, as you're on your way to your next objective, like, hunting and uh, collecting stuff and hunting, uh, like, the the items and things. But I do agree, because, like, even from, like, an achievement standpoint, like, there aren't even any, like, good achievements in that game, like, to make you want to keep playing it. There's some challenges and stuff, but I felt like if there's more stuff like that, Cause, Cause, that's on my mind as well. Is I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm gonna play the story. I'm like, and what incentive do I have to like max out my character and make him look cool and all that? Because once I'm done, like, what am I gonna do? Hunt? <laughs> like, I, I could play a Cabela's hunting game if I wanted to hunt. <laughs> I had nothing. Maybe if they put like cars in it or something like that, I'd, I'd do it. But or, like, so maybe if it's GTA, uh, I'd play it. Yeah. Well, they had cars at the end of Red Dead One. Did they? Yeah, at the end at the end of Red Dead One story mode, I believe. Um, yeah, because it's like turn of the century. Like, it was like a Model T or some bullshit. Huh. I have yeah. Red Dead One, but I did play Red Dead Two's campaign three times. Three times. Abs- absolutely loved it. Okay. Did, uh, evil campaign, uh, good campaign, and then I just kind of like lazily went through the missions and killed people if I wanted to and was a good guy if I wanted to. I'm always torn when when games have morality aspects like good and evil. Like I'm always torn because like I always want to be evil like and I and I know like I, like eventually I'll do what you did like but then there are situations where I'm like I can't kill this poor lady. Like <laughs> like she's trapped under a horse already. She's had a as is. See <laughs> When I did my evil campaign is like when I was in the actual mission, I would do like the good thing and be like, oh, I'm going to save the children. And then like directly after that, I would blow up their stagecoach. It's it's like, yeah, that's how I would play that. It was so much fun. Just like going around doing whatever you want at the best. Um, I know this is kind of off topic, but it's not really. Uh, my favorite game that has had a, that had a morality like good and evil system um, was the game Fable. Anybody remember that game? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. such yeah. a great game. I loved that game. It was it was just like a random game I got. I thought it would be fun to play. I didn't expect to really like it as much as I did. Uh, I like the fact that the morality system like changed the way your character looks, uh, which I have not really seen in too many games <laughs> since then. Like there's a morality system, and it does. It's just that you're just either good or evil. Um, but yeah, but, not really a game that we were intending on talking about, but I just feel like that was one of the best uh, 
morality based games if you would if you however would. talking about morality in video games how about this whole aim assist thing Ooh, cheaters oh. <laughs> aim assist is cheating yes it is okay I, so, uh, why, why don't you, it sounds like you have a defense for this go ahead no i just i don't have a defense i just like so i, I mean i hear it and i see it in twitter when it comes to like fortnite stuff and like they're doing a, a squads tournament every weekend now because there's a big one coming up so teams are trying to qualify and every like big time fortnite player just immediately takes to twitter after the tournament's over and just like it's so unfair controller players are in our lobbies and they're saying how like aim assist is just like just screwing them over and that's why they're losing that's not why you're losing, bro. It's just it's squads in Fortnite, and ev- it's like the best players in the entire world. It's so hard to win. They're just looking for an excuse to complain. And I, I, I don't think aim assist is overall that OP, but I mean, keyboard and mouse has every advantage other than on besides uh besides aim assist. Every- that's the that's the problem is that. So from my experience, again, from those that listen to the podcast regularly, I've not been a PC elitist my whole life. I started on console. I used to I used to like scoff at the people that said that like, oh, like uh, keyboard and mouse is so much better, yada, yada, yada. Um, but then after eight years of being on keyboard and mouse and, and don't get me wrong, I still use a controller for a lot of games just because I like to sit back and relax while I game. I don't like to like be hunched over my keyboard and my mouse. But what I will say is that if you've ever tried to switch back to a controller from a game that doesn't have heavy aim assist or even if it did um i like it's 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 a double edged sword cuz i hear what stav's saying as far as like it's the best players in the world but at the same time like basically aim assist is basically like magnetic like hitbox lock-ons because of the input lag that controllers generally have more so than keyboard and mouse which is why it doesn't exist for keyboard and mouse so yeah, like I hear Stav, keyboard and mouse players have every advantage at their disposal because they have true aim, if you will. However, when things like aim assist get buffed, um, they basically make quick scoping and things like that a lot easier to achieve. And then that's all you're running into is somebody running around, um, you know, quickly scoping and jumping around like a fool because they don't have to worry about the tactile accuracy of like a mouse is the way I look at it. Anybody okay, so, disagree with well, just, just, just for example, 90% of the people that competed in the Fortnite World Cup were keyboard and mouse players. Okay, 90%. Like, we're not talking like all controller players are like out there cracked out and just like winning everything, dude. 10% sure. of the people that were at the World Cup were on controller. So like, if, to, for PC guys to complain at all that it's just like op it's just like who cares you still have 90 percent of the the lobby in in these big tournaments like what what's the big confusion here what percentage of the top uh finishers were controller users do you know uh well i mean booga who won keyboard and mouse when he did the solos um i don't think any controller guys placed so um it's just weird i wonder if the new controller buff that happened in fortnite recently has changed things up so I'm interested to see if there's more controller players that you know qualify for the next year's one. So maybe we'll, we can revisit it then. But like, is this big in other games? Like Fox, you you play like Siege and stuff like that. Do do you ever go against computer players and that? Well, so Siege is not cross console, so you're not able to. But one okay. thing that I've noticed, I was actually going to make a note of this, is so I, I I'm new to Siege, so I like to watch a lot of YouTube videos. I like to watch the ESL league, the pro leagues, and such. And they're all they're all on PC. And the things that they can do with a mouse because of the fine tuning that you can have, essentially with your aim with a mouse compared to a joystick on an Xbox controller. From you know, from me personally, they can do so many more things on. Being able to, there's little things like frame lagging where you can get an angle on a person where they don't have an angle on you and Siege whenever you lean. And being able to fine tune that with an Xbox remote to position the body of the the actual player and then be able to move that just a slight little bit just to get that angle is death and living throughout a round when it comes to Mm. someone. It, It... 
essentially, if Siege would ever become cross console in, in that game specifically, I personally think that game would just go to absolute waste on the console because a console player just doesn't have that advantage to the fine tunes, especially when it comes down to aiming and being compared to a mouse. I mean, there's there's a reason all these pro leagues are keyboard and mouse, right? Yep, for sure. Like like we can agree on that a hundred percent. Yeah. So, two big it, reasons for me that uh, that a keyboard and mouse will always be better than controller, no matter what you did to it, unless it was just complete automatic aiming, like with a controller. Um, is the the two huge things that gives you a competitive edge is the DPS button on a mouse. So being able to change your sensitivity on the fly with the click of a button changes the way you play when you're doing close quarters combat versus sniping. So if I'm sniping, I want a lower DPS. If I'm running and gunning and I'm in close quarters, indoor, stairwells, things like that, I want a higher DPS. So to be able to change that on the fly is a huge advantage. But then also the tactile accuracy of a mouse. Um, it, it is more accurate with the aiming and a little bit less flicking. Because I feel like whenever I play on a controller, that's essentially what I'm doing is I'm kind of just dragging the joystick across or flicking it across an enemy looking for my spot. Whereas with like a mouse, I truly feel like I'm aiming with that mouse. Um, but to go back to what Stav was saying as far as in with Fortnite specifically, because that's really the only issue. That's the only time I've ever heard of this, that people are bitching about uh, aim assist on controllers. Um, and I somewhat hear the argument, but if the top 10 people out of 100, let's say, and, and you know, one of them is a controller user, then that kind of just goes with what Stav just said, which is, hey, 90% of you are using keyboard and mouse anyways, 10% are using controllers. Even if the top 10 finalists, if it was one person that uses controller, that still kind of balances out to just the fact that they're a pro player and they've been in the circuit a while. Um, I'm just ready for tomorrow's Twitter rampage about this this weekend's tournament and just uh, controller players still ruining my thing. Okay, boomer, get over it. Focus on next week. <laughs> it's just these kids, like these young kids, just don't get it. They just don't get it. So I have a quick question. It's in on regards of kind of on Amosis, but it's not Amosis itself. When it comes to comparing a controller versus mouse and keyboard, now I've never played any pc really at all my pc is not fast enough so i'm strictly console when it comes to this so my question is is regarding movement mm -hmm. and not just aiming so for fortnite for instance i mean it took how long for epic to put into the game the ability to customize an xbox remote so then you can build well supposed to be able to build as fast as someone on mouse and keyboard I, I, what I, do you think the, of this the I think you do have uh, mobility advantage on uh, controller because okay. you can like run diagonally. You can't really do that on with the WASD. So it's it's very small, but I've heard streamers talk about in the past. Cipher PK has mentioned it. Um, you can build pretty evenly, I would say. Um, you're still faster on mouse and keyboard just because it's all one button. You don't have to get to like a next level of builds. Um, and editing is just so easy on mouse and keyboard. Um, in my small time that I actually tried doing mouse and keyboard, I was really good at two things. Editing, I was really good at. And also, like, my sniping and stuff was was fine. Um, never played mouse and keyboard in my life. I'm trying to learn it. But um, it's just the, the quickness of editing, especially in Fortnite, is huge to me. And that's why I think is the most the biggest advantage in that game on c controller or mouse and keyboard is the uh the edit the edit option and mouse and keyboard yeah and then i would say um like although you can remap buttons on can you remap buttons on the in fortnite on the controller you can custom yes. your keybinds right okay so not all games have that but fortnite does but even still, with a mouse and keyboard, you have more options as far as how comfortable you want that to be, if that makes 100%. sense. Whereas 100%. like on a controller, you can pretty much only use your index and your middle finger for the top buttons, like for the triggers and the bumper. You know what I mean? You're, you're never going to use your thumb and, and your pinky and your ring finger to hit those buttons. 
Ooh, no. Um, well, the scuff controllers that the pro players are using yeah. do have those paddles in the yeah, back. With, with the exception of like a scuff controller, sure. But even still, the ability to remap these to any button, but not only that, but then your mouse has buttons on it as well. Yep. Like, so like I have a Razer Naga Chroma, so I've got 20 fucking buttons on the side <laughs> oh, of my, or I've got 12 buttons on the side of my mouse. Very freaking handy, I will tell you that, for a lot of games. Um, but back to what uh, Purple Fox was just saying as far as mobility, um, I would say this, is that I cannot, for the life of me, I can't play on any consoles anymore whatsoever because of the input lag, which, I, as I said I can't stand it either. Right, as I said previously, I was a console gamer, and people would talk about this. Like, I'd, I'd have friends that were only PC players, and they'd come over, I'd be like, hey, you want to play a game? And they'd be like, I can't. Like, and I thought they were just being elitist pricks about it, if I'm being honest. They're like, they're like it's just not going to work well. And then here, I tried playing some games on a PlayStation 4 that I bought on accident. Um, <laughs> and I bought was just on like, accident is pretty good. It was an accident. I was at Best Buy. Next thing you know, I got a credit card, 0% interest financing for 12 months. I'm like, well, I'm not just going to buy these headphones. I need to buy something else. <laughs> so I bought a PlayStation 4, uh, mostly to play <laughs> Spider-Man at the time. Um, but after that, I was like, well, now I have a PlayStation 4. Let's see what this uh, terrible Call of Duty um, World War game is all about. Oh. And uh, it was not only was it just a terrible Call of Duty game, as always, um, but I was just like, the input lag. Like, I definitely noticed it, and it's been years since I've been on a console. And here I'm back on a console, and I'm like, yeah, Jesus Christ, like, this is terrible. Like, how did I ever do this to begin with? Um, and on even even input lag with using a controller on a PC is not as bad as it is on on a console. It's way worse on a console. Um, so as far as mobility, back to what we were saying here, um, I feel like using A and D, you know, assuming you're using a WASD uh, movement setup, which I don't know who's doing anything otherwise. Um, I feel like spamming A and D back and forth especially from an endpoint perspective, like a uh, um, registration is quicker than you flicking your thumb back and forth on a joystick. So like, I feel like it, it registers that input quicker and mm -hmm. makes my jukes better. If that makes any sense, because when I was on console and like you, you, you try to juke, but like, I feel like I wasn't really moving that fast. I feel like I wasn't really doing shit. <laughs> you know, what's crazy. And uh, this is breaking news for everybody. I actually shifted over my movement keys on my keyboard so it could be like like my office keyboard so i always have my index on f and f and j when you start out just typing i moved it over just so i could somewhat know where i am on the keyboard because wasd just really messes up my brain so you're rocking like esdf yeah <laughs> I'm, so, I'm that big of a bot where i can't figure out wasd and where i am on a keyboard Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm like I'm sitting here playing with my keyboard right now, and I'm like, hmm, yeah. Well, how would ESDF work? Like, I'm like, it's not that bad. It's the same yeah, thing. Why didn't they just make those the buttons? Everybody's fingers always on F and J. Why wouldn't you just make F, D, S, and E because the freaking moving buttons? Well, because it's for tab, shift, and left control. Like, you want your pinky to be closer to that. And I think before the the golden age of being able to buy gaming keyboards, um, which are kind of compact think about this i mean most people back in the day were using a normal keyboard you know what i mean like the gaming keyboards like was a thing that happened as gaming pc or pc gaming evolved. yeah mine mine's a brick it's huge i hate it i want to smash it a brick. Alrighty, so um, maybe i can get a new one coming up for uh the holidays <laughs> blackest of fridays uh with all that said i don't even remember what topic we were just talking about. um nelly take us into our next topic please uh, so, <laughs> I, uh, next, uh, I think we are just going to take some time to get to know our guest, Mr. Purple Fox. Uh, oh, you know, Mr. we've Purple already Fox. heard Mr. Purple Fox, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. uh, but, so we're going to take some time, get to know you, uh, get to know our guests, uh, and figure out why, uh, Craig booked him for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you and why are you here? <laughs> oh yeah, Craig. Oh, you're like, under duress. Craig invited me. Yeah, Craig kind of forced me into this. I am um, was he very did. uncomfortable when I first started. He has that effect <laughs> on a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> most people are uncomfortable with Craig. Yeah, <laughs> including us, and we work with him slash for him. 
Yeah. So Fox, like, obviously, you've been said you've been playing console basically uh, your entire life. Um, like, where did where'd your gaming start, and then how how did you end up on uh, Twitch streaming uh, video games? So actually, the other day, I just had this conversation with my dad. Uh, he was asking me, like, he saw my little setup for my stream. He was asking me, like, you know, what what's this all about? And so I was going through it and. Um, we started talking about how on PlayStation when I started playing Spyro, and uh, I know they just remastered it. And I, that's one of the games I'd like to try to play again. I just is, bought it. Did you? Yeah, the the trilogy remastered. I want to play it with my kids, and I and I okay. loved that game as a kid, so I'm feeling yeah. It. I loved it. I and that's what really I mean when when that started. So I never was real big into gaming, but I always played games. So grew up playing PlayStation One, PlayStation Two. I actually just found. I had two PlayStation 2 Slims. I just found them, trying to find the cords to see if I could hook them up. And then uh, evolved to the PlayStation 3. And then I actually took a big hiatus where I didn't play any video games. I didn't get my Xbox One. And I, I went to the dark side from PlayStation. I went over to Xbox. I had more friends that played. And, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just had more friends, so I thought I'd play. And uh, what actually got me into it, my uh, junior year of college, my friend, uh, he had an Xbox One. And this is probably a year or two after it got released. And um, he had Battlefield 1. And I, I started playing it whenever, you know, we'd go out and have a couple White Claws and come back from uh, our uh, our bar runs. Uh, we'd go play Battlefield 1 uh, in at 2 a.m. in the morning. And I just, like, happened to fall in love with this game. And I personally will take to my death and argue, but Battlefield 1 is the greatest game I've ever played. I love the whole experience of just immersing yourself into the combat of the game. Uh, I thought the graphics, the sound effects, the gameplay, everything about that game, I don't know, it put me to where I'm at now of evolving into a streamer. So I finally got myself. It made me want to get my own Xbox. And then uh, probably about over the summer of 2017, I uh, decided that I was going to stream for my console just to see what it's about. And so I streamed for my console for a little bit. And then um, I'm not going to say I wasn't a bandwagoner here or anything, but when Fortnite came out and the streaming started coming out and people started really hearing about it, you know, since I was going off my console, I was like, well, I'll check this out and see what it's all about. And so at this time I was streaming Battlefield. Uh, Fortnite quite wasn't, I don't even think season one came out at Fortnite yet. Um, and then probably around... The when the original Skull Trooper came out around October is when I decided I was going to go into the Fortnite scene and try to stream. And then I stayed into the Fortnite stream until pretty recently. Um, and I think it was to <laughs> my demise, but uh, I thought Fortnite was very toxic to myself. I got super frustrated with the game, and so I got <laughs> out of it. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. And so I decided I picked up actually playing Siege with a couple of my buddies. It was like a sell. Um, I got seeds for like eight bucks and I started playing siege back in early August and uh, that's just been it forever. Ever since man, siege has really taken my heart and gotten me out of the the Fortnite grind. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't continue on with the mechs. (laughs) Are you on console with siege? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've been so. trying to I've been trying to get into that game, but like I have nobody to play it with. But that's like my sad mm-hmm. song. That's my small violin. I play every episode that I have well, no friends. To play see, with. that's the thing with Siege is <laughs> I'm noticing even on console, like a lot of my buddies since the Call of Duty came out, they're all playing Call of Duty. Unfortunately, against my will, well, <laughs> I've had like to play it a couple times with them. Like, and I don't want to be that guy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't want to be that fill-in guy that has no idea what they're doing. See, you learn along the way, though. Like, I mean, people, I mean, <laughs> Siege's community is very toxic. Don't, don't don't let me fool you there. So if you're a newbie, uh, I mean, they're going to rat, they're going to rag on you, but it's just like random people. So it really doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> so like, I mean, it was just nice that like when I first started playing, I had a squad of five for most of the time that I played. So it was really nice. They were willing to teach me. And then. A lot of people that um, my community that I have now um, come back to my streams. I mean, they're Siege players. And so uh, there's been a lot of growth recently with my stream just from switching directories and being able to, you know, there's that whole issue on Twitch of being discovered and stuff like that. And I have to say within the last, you know, whatever months, three months now, 
since I switched directories, I they always say you got to find your your game to play as a streamer, and I think that Siege has been it, and I've luckily been able to fall in love with streaming it, and then also being able to play a game that just absolutely absorbs me into everything about it. I love the competitive play to it. I love being able just to, for a lack of words, dick around with your friends, you know, and, and, and make memes with people. So, you know, I, I I love the whole aspect around the game itself, and that's what's ended me now um, with streaming it. And uh, so that's kind of my journey as a streamer and as a gamer. Man, that just hit different, bro. That yeah. just hit different. Yeah, I got the little butterflies in my belly <laughs> right now. <laughs> what I tell you about eating butterflies? Yeah, I, I, I never learned my lesson. Never. <laughs> no, I, I think that's how, like, every streamers. I'm always of when um, people, like, decide on when they're streaming because I know I was just going back and forth for about a month. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And uh, I just set it up on my PlayStation 4. when I That's what I was streaming when I first started. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just made the leap, and I've just been hooked on streaming and playing games on Twitch for, you know, over... Like, it's like, it's weird, though. You get, like, nervous. You're like, should I stream? Should I not stream? I don't know. And then uh, it's just, like, becomes, like, a passion, you know? It becomes a hobby. Well, that's the thing. I think it's it's more of a... It's a hobby now, whereas, like, first when I first started, it was, like, I thought this was something cool, so I wanted to try it. And as time went along, I mean, I was never... I never really threw myself into it. Like, this is what I want to do. Like... I never want to be a professional streamer, like big, you know, obviously it'd be nice to make a million dollars by playing video games, but I love my job that I do for my career right now. So like I loved streaming and doing it as a hobby and the best part about it that I'm seeing and learning about becoming like once I was an affiliate on Twitch is building that community and meeting new people. I just love, I'm a very extroverted person. So when it comes to talking to others and meeting new people, it I don't know it drives me especially on being a streamer on any on any platform I mean I I keep talking about Twitch I'm I've only ever streamed on Twitch but uh, for Mixer I'm sure is as well as D Live and YouTube and all the other platforms that you can stream on what the hell building is that community live? what's that what'd you say what's D Live uh it's another streaming platform gross we're not never yeah, never been on <laughs> never been on it um but you know it is like I said with there's D Live, Twitch, Mixer, YouTube. Those are like the four that come to my mind. And there's so like in another five years, D Live is gonna uh, snatch uh, Ninja, and then we're gonna have to deal with all these Fairweather fans. Well, that and, and then then there's I, well D Live got um what's Cutie Pie? I think is his name. Oh, yeah. So that was but that was like Cutie Pie was like the first one to switch from a big streamer on Twitch over to like a secondary streaming platform i don't really i don't want to say it as like secondary because that could be offend people but i don't know know. i'm biased because like i just really like twitch we've talked about we've talked about this before in the past as far as the benefits of mixer or more so just what makes a difference and like what is mixer i think is Mm -hmm. what we uh joked about in that episode um I just don't like it. I, I, like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me almost turning 30 and I'm just becoming more of an old man and just becoming set in my ways. Uh, but as I've said, I've said before, I'm all about um, convenience and consolidation. So like, I don't want to have three or four or five different apps for me to go look at people who are gaming. You know, like if I'm on Twitch watching Stav, I'm going to check other twitch streamers you know and chances are there's gonna be someone else on that i want to watch i'm not gonna go check another platform like as shitty as it sounds it's like you know more power to you guys that are out there on mixer and whatnot it's just not for me it's not my thing yeah i'm with you i'm, I'm just it's so much easier just staying on one one platform i'm a twitch whore you know it's like if i'm my thing i like it like i like purple blue sucks <laughs> so my my question i had this actually conversation uh probably about a week or so ago with uh, when I was streaming with a couple of people and we were talking about, are you loyal to a streamer or to a platform? And that's a big thing that I think is coming up now, especially with the the, the difference with people going over to Mixer and going to YouTube, like Courage just going to YouTube now, mm-hmm. um, you know, are I'm personally loyal to a streamer. So I never really followed Ninja. Like, don't get me wrong. If you play Fortnite, I don't know who hasn't watched Ninja. But like I wouldn't say I was loyal to him. I have not. 
okay so i i'm not i was never loyal to him on twitch so like i never followed him over to mixer but say like i loved him the tap man or nick Merckx. i know nick Merckx is in contract with twitch but just say for instance like one of those two if tim goes to mixer i would i would download mixer that's what i'm saying yeah. i mean i have i have streamers that like people have connected with on um outside of a streaming platform that are on mixer for instance and you know i, I won't gonna say i'm their most loyal viewer I'm in every single stream talking it up, but you know, if I see them live and I'm just bouncing through, checking people out and I will hop over on mixer. I see them live. I'm hopping in, you know, I'm going to say hi. Yeah. I, I, I hear you as far as like the loyalty to the streamer or to the platform. And like, honestly, like, I don't know anything about any famous streamers. The only famous streamer that I can even tell you like by face, the name is Ninja and Dr. Disrespect. And I don't watch either of those people. And it's more so because I en- the, I enjoy exclusively helping small streamers only. Like, I don't want to interact with these famous streamers. I mean, I applaud them. They're, they're doing what most of us would love to do, which is just play video games and make money. Um, it's really not that simple as it sounds. But personally i'm not invested in any streamers at all like i like dr disrespect but i've never watched any of his streams i've only seen clips um i like his shtick if you will um Mm. and i applaud many people but the people out there that already have an established community and already have thousands of viewers and are doing all right i feel like they don't need my help and maybe that's shitty to say um but i exclusively like helping the the underdog if you will like that's always been my thing I, I like helping the small streamers i like helping them build a community and i like interacting and meeting new people there i would say the largest the largest channels that i watch are people that are still pushing for partner like yeah. they're averaging 100 views but they're still pushing for partner um those are the biggest streamers i watch so i cannot really speculate um and, and honestly even if some of these streamers that i watch on twitch move to mixer I'm not going to go follow them. Like, it's not, it's not that I don't like their content. It's just that I don't feel like I should be inconvenienced to have to now manage two different platforms to watch gamers. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's where, like, in the in the sense of streaming, I don't know, ever since I've done, like, learned how to be a streamer, you know, and actually build a community, I think that sense of being a part of a community is so wholesome with a lot of viewers. And that's why I, I personally, if I'm going to watch someone, it's either someone that I've connected with, say on Twitter or Instagram, I'm going to check their stream out because either they're the same size as me, a little bit bigger or pushing towards partner. But those people is that sense of community and actually just being able to like put a message in someone's chat and then being able to read it back and have a simple conversation, even about Bigfoot. Right. You know, it's just like that's what draws me to someone as a streamer more than you know i i do i i will say i do watch bigger streamers but i watch them because of the content of education like for siege especially recently i've watched a lot of people that have five six seven hundred viewers um but they're really really good at siege so learning and watching them and learning from them, the little tactics to what they do, little tricks and stuff, you know, I'll watch them, but I'm not going to sit there for hours. I'm not going to sit there through a whole stream like others that I've, I've done that, you know, I'll go in and I won't even, you know, obviously you're not going to be in chat on a big streamer. They're not going to talk to you for the right. most part. You know? I, I can, I can see that like uh, watching a big streamer for tips, like for somebody who only plays one specific game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm at a point, like I'm at a point in my life where I, like, I'm about to be 30, I've got two kids, I've got a family. Like, competitive gaming and being good at video games is is low on my priority of things to do. Yeah. So, like, I don't really care to watch and pick up tips and tricks. Like, you know, I'll still Google some things and read some articles to figure out some tips and tricks. But, I don't know, it's just not that serious to me as it used to be when I was younger. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, more power to these these big streamers and, you know, like... Like I said, like if I had to pick one like that I like, it'd be Doctor Disrespect out of anybody. Like more so because I like his shtick, I like his attitude, I like, I, I like his gimmick, if you will. Uh, some of these other guys, like they're pretty exclusive to a certain game, and like they're really good at it. And I and like I said, I, I just don't care to be good at that game, and so I just don't really want to watch it. And like you said, 
I'm there for the community interaction. I that's probably the best part about Twitch is when I first got on Twitch, I was working in insurance and I was I would sit at my cubicle and I would watch something on Twitch and I would watch somebody play a game that either A I couldn't afford at the time or B it was a retro game like a throwback to something they were playing and I'd be like, "Oh, this is kind of cool to watch somebody else play a game I've already played." And then you like interact and just having a conversation with them. Um, and and that's again another reason why I don't hang out or um, in the bigger channels because the general chat is going to be toxic as fuck and blown up and just mm-hmm. constantly speeding by. Uh, whereas then you've got sub chat, and I've rarely seen any of these big streamers interact with with the gen chat. Like you mm-hmm. know, like and that's what I'm there for. I'm there to feel like, oh, this person sees me, they recognize me. I'm here to support exactly. you. Exactly. And another thing is too is like uh, I I don't know this maybe gaming's like I said I mean I never was a huge gamer but gaming's been always a part of my life growing up ever since I was little and I remember being little and being able just to play the PlayStation One or PlayStation Two like with your buddies but it was only one controller it was a single player game so right. you had to sit there with like three or four of your buddies in the room while one played it until they died and then the next person played take turns and you guys would used to have a little conversation about it and stuff and a sense I mean. I kind of see that's what draws me to the, you know, the sense of community with on, you know, the streaming platforms and such as being able just to like play a game with your friends, man. You know? Absolutely. Especially like I said, someone like myself who's falling out of like being able to play video games as often. It's nice to be able to sit in my living room and and watch Twitch streamers play Resident Evil games, um, you know, that I used to play. Nostalgic. So, uh, you know, we're talking about this whole, thing of you know loyalty to a streamer or to a platform but i found myself like loyal to a game oh god uh and so like i really have the question of what are your thoughts on super monkey ball absolute phenomenal game (laughs) like see you next week guys i love it i love it (laughs) phenomenal yeah that's all i gotta say fantastic that's all that needs to be said about the game <laughs> it really it really is such an amazing game uh but yeah no so uh you're lying fox that. it's not real it's not a real game you're stupid this is stupid you hate you how you talk to 2019 the- you haven't googled it yet it's definitely dude. a game dude damn purple fox calling out stop <laughs> Um, you'll you'll have to go back and listen to some of our old episodes, Purple Fox. But uh, that's kind of been one of our running questions slash inside joke slash Stav hates it, um, and he's convinced that there's a giant conspiracy that we meet with every guest beforehand to tell you that it's a real game and to always say that it's a great game, uh, which is a thousand percent not true. Me and Nelly have never, never, ever have we prefaced or uh, prepped a guest to say that, it just so happens that every guest has good taste, unlike that. I mean, I just don't believe you. It's just clear (laughs) that you guys are all in it together. Everyone. Everybody everybody against stuff. (laughs) (sighs) Alrighty, so this is the part of the podcast where we ask some other non-gaming related questions. And uh, I'm going to let Nelly take the lead with uh, the first question here. What sort of non-gaming related question do you have for Purple Fox? Uh, non late. Oh well, we need to move into the other ten percent of the podcast. We like we hit the ninety. Uh, so ten. Uh, what uh woodworking projects have you recently been like undertaking? Any you know, putting up a new shelf, making guitar like Zombie did, anything like that? Um, I can't say I've actually had anything in mind right now. But you I ever think... sharpen a number two pencil? I mean, we'll take anything. I, I use pens, man. My handwriting's too Damn sloppy. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I had to build something, I'm actually moving into an apartment with my girlfriend here pretty soon, and she would like me to make a uh, one of the dining room tables, like a farmhouse style kind of play thing. What, what kind of wood you going with? <sighs> Cedar. I haven't looked that much into it yet, but. <laughs> I was like trying to be like macho man kind of and said, oh, yeah, I'll build you a table. <laughs> yeah, I've never you. built a table before. You got this. You got this. <laughs> That's what YouTube's for, I think. That's hilarious. It's going to be the most wobbly <laughs> table ever. Like, I oh, didn't for say sure. it was going to be a good table. <laughs> yeah, no, you just put some napkins and sugar packets underneath it and it'll, it'll be just fine. True. 
<laughs> that's a ream of paper in like one leg. It's yeah. at like a 30 degree <laughs> angle the entire time. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic. I love that. That's the good grain report. That's, that's yeah, the segment yeah. of our podcast <laughs> that we bring in and out uh, periodically. Um, <laughs> uh, other random question. Uh, Purple Fox. Is that like from a drug related experience or just you like purple and you like foxes? <laughs> no, I, I, this is not a drug related experience. So my last name's Fox. So that's where Fox comes from. Oh, but okay. Purple my first came name's purple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My first That'd name. be great. That would have been great. <laughs> no. So actually, since I played a lot of Fortnite, my buddies and I, the purple worm, a uh, little thing that you can put next to your name on Fortnite, like the little badges. Mm-hmm. It originally came from that. We, we used to play Fortnite, and then we decided we were going to, my buddies and I were going to put like an esports team together. And so it started as Purple Worm White Headbands because we all wear white headbands when we played. So it's Purple Worm, Purple Worm White Headbands, and then it was Purple Worm, and now it's just purple because that fits in everyone's name really easy. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, any other <laughs> random questions from uh... I have I have a question for you. Okay. Yeah. Uh do you this isn't a question, but it's uh setting up. Do you travel a lot? Do you take planes often? Uh I've actually flown a few times in my life, but I wouldn't say I'm flying all the time or traveling all the time. Damn, I was really scared of that. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that question. I was gonna say, do you put your seat back when you fly? Um because no. I think it's I think it's a psycho move to recline your seat in an airplane i think you're an absolute maniac if you do that well yeah so, that's how you can uh, identify psychopaths <laughs> uh, i want to know what your thoughts were on the steelers browns game uh the other night and how it ended yeah, i don't want to talk about it good me neither i don't want to talk about it <laughs> bro I'm... you're a steelers fan i'm not even talking about the outcome i just want to talk about you know with the helmet going nuts and yeah like, so I actually oh, yeah, gonna be honest. I kind of I kind of missed it. I got the uh, this is the night of bowling, so oh. I was a bit distracted with uh, some some drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could say that. And so <laughs> I, 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 we watched the a bit of the game when we were at the alley and such. So I did get to see it, but I missed the fight. I didn't get to see it till the next day because uh, in our ventures of after the bowling alley, there was no TV for us to watch. We gotcha. decided to wander around the city aimlessly. <laughs> that was um, wild man it yeah. was crazy but i've seen it i think it's absolutely crazy that i, I don't know I've, i would never expect that from miles garrett i don't really know him too much i've seen a few interviews by him and he seems like a pretty level-headed guy uh um, yeah i think he just lost his cool and he even said it mm-hmm. he's just like yeah i just snapped <laughs> my things what did mason rudolph have to say to make him snap like i don't think they mean? liked each other from uh college because uh, okay. Garrett was what A and M, and uh, Rudolph was Oklahoma State. So I think they might have had like a couple, you know, hated each other back then. That's fair. Yeah, but still over. to get rip off someone's helmet and then whack them over the head with it. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't even watch sports, but even I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah it was, it was pretty crazy and uh, they were they're saying that it's definitely in the top 10 of the worst fights in nfl history so oh for sure 100 percent. yeah I, I actually been on a binge on youtube like three days before that i went on a youtube binge of like eight parts of nfl fights on youtube don't know how i got into that rabbit hole but i just <laughs> fell down and watched like, that's youtube for you man that's two YouTube, hours you know one <laughs> moment you're looking for a sourdough bread recipe next thing you know you're looking at eight years of ufc fight history yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> anywho um my turn um so th- this has been asked um before by many of uh our guests i don't know if it was stav or myself or who who asked this question first uh but outside of gaming what is your other uh go-to hobby like what's your de-stressor what's the thing you're into like push-ups push-ups yeah so i'm trying to get rid of the dad bod so i've been going to the gym quite often recently what are you, stupid bitches love the dad bod <laughs> it's, bitches it's love like, oh my god there's like a fine line between being like overweight and then dad bod. <laughs> That's and true. I'm pushing that fine line, I think. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So, so I've been saying you just don't, you just don't want to be overweight. You want to go back to dad bod. Got it. Oh yeah, I'm completely comfortable. Like 
I'm not one of those dudes that wants to be shredded and ripped. Like that is way too much work, and I like beer way yeah. too much to <laughs> be like that. Bitches so. love a dad bod. Just saying. No. Oh yeah. It says like, ooh, he got a 401k. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna have a retirement <laughs> plan. Man, your age is showing right now, zombie. <laughs> oh, could I have a 401k, Nelly? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so I I work out. I've been work trying to work out a little bit more. But uh, one thing that's kind of been getting me. Uh, that I do off is I play a lot of sports. I've always played sports my whole life. I played collegiate baseball up until my junior year. I wasn't able to, I threw my arm out, so I wasn't able to play anymore. So being part of a team is kind of one thing that's been absent in my life since I graduated from college and uh, haven't been able to play in a sport. So I'm actually joining a, uh, a beer hockey league. Essentially. I got into bowling a little bit with a couple of my friends, as you could tell our adventures is much more interesting than just bowling on Thursday nights. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been trying to get involved a little bit more in other things. Uh, I wasn't able to get involved in other things outside of gaming because with my job, I didn't know if I was moving away within the last year. So it kind of was like, Oh, Hey, you're going to move here in three weeks. So it was hard to, you know, get into like a, a golf league or something like that, but now it's more permanent. So I'm able to do things like that now. It's nice. Sweet. So what else is, uh, what are you guys into? You guys like golf at all? Mostly cocaine. is isn't going to be profitable for a while. <laughs> the way we're going. Uh, Purple Fox, thank you so much for coming out with us tonight. Uh, yeah, oh, any plugs? Any plugs, Vox? You want to plug anything? Shower plugs. Um, well, plugs. you can, you mean for like social media and stuff? Yeah, or like tell tell the listeners your Twitch name, how they can find you on social media, any of that. Physical address. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Physical Works address is blah, 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 blah. Uh, So you can find me on Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the same tag is PRPLXFox, F-O-X, only one. And uh, yeah, so you find me on all that. I got lucky in having the same tag for, for everything. Um, I'm live on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Sundays from 8 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. So uh, actually, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to hop over and go live. Awesome. Sick. So, Fox, appreciate you coming up, brother. Thank you guys so much. I yep. really appreciate being here. For all the uh, listeners out there, please. For all the listeners out there, please make sure to go check out the Good Game Report website at ggwpreport.com. Also, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever else you get your social media, as well as join our Discord page. There'll be links in the description of the episode. Good night and have a great game. Good game, everybody. Oh, uh, wait, I forgot I have to tell Craig to leave. I was about to just leave that. <laughs> leave, leave Craig. Also, please don't forget to send me the file, because now we have to do that again.